Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, this is Richard the Razor Ewing, and this is our first episode of Game Face, new podcast on Believe Network. Uh, we're glad to be here. Uh, I got my, my wingman, Mike the Shoe Schumann. Mike, you there? I'm here, Richard, and uh, good to be back on the air. It's been a while for us. Yes, it has. I mean, this whole COVID-19 thing has got us all looking at screens instead of each other. Well, I think the uh, the future is uh, virtual, so uh, why don't we get right to it? we got a lot to talk about here. and uh, Why don't we start chronologically with the NBA? They've already played 50 games this season and uh, just got an email uh, from the Board of Governors and the NBA had a call today. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, several big-name players, along with Adam Silver, the commissioner. They want to resume play, all right? So, And they feel like they can do it and with the health concerns and not have to shut it down. But you and I were talking uh, before the show. You get three, four, five guys that get the COVID-19 virus. They've got a quarantine for two weeks, you know, so you're going to miss the rest of that season. And then there was also talk about a 16-game or a 16-team tournament and letting teams play into it uh, because, you know, it was what they played over 50 games. There's teams that were right on the bubble of getting into the playoffs to make it fair. I just think it's going to be hard period, to get back to it. Shaq, for instance, said, hey, just the season's over. Let's not do it. But guys like LeBron, this might be the last time for him to win. Steph and Clay could care less because they didn't play this year. So there's a lot of different takes on this. What do you feel? You know what? I, I, I'm kind of with you on this. I think really at the end of the day, and I'm with Shaq, I, I think, you know, they should go ahead and just let this season go. I, you know, there's not a lot of games left to be played. It's like, you know, what are you going to get? You're going to get a mantle so you can set up with the rest of the trophies that you have, LeBron? It's like at the end of the day, it's, it's still back to, you know, what is going to be the health and safety of people that they come in contact with? You know, what are you going to do if you're LeBron James and you go out on the court and all of a sudden, you know, you, you come in contact with someone and you have the coronavirus, you go home, now all of a sudden you give it to your mom. I mean, you know, this is this is something where these guys, in my, in my opinion, need to keep, you know, really – the, the proper things in perspective. I'm actually surprised that Steph Curry himself said he actually want to resume play when, you know, he was one of the biggest proponents of, you know, this whole shelter in place thing when it first came out, you know, he was on video, uh, you know, directing everybody, Hey, shelter in place, you know, this is a, a you know, more responsible thing to do. And I, I don't know, let me ask you, do you think this is kind of back to because they just recently had, what was it? I guess UFC it came out and I guess they did something where there was no fans and, and now they kind of feel like, you know what, we could probably go the same direction. Well, it, to me, I think a team sport's going to be tough. Golf and tennis, that's no problem with no fans. Right. It's individual players. They're not close to each other. Right. But team sports is going to be tough. And uh, like you said, you could take this home to your family. I think if they did anything, it'd have to be the 16-team tournament. That thing could last, you know, two to three weeks. You know, and if a player were to test positive, you know, he'd have to sit out two weeks he'd miss the rest of the tournament but if you had to and and, and I understand because they played over half the season almost almost two-thirds of it that you want to crown a champion so I understand that. but to resume play I think that that's not going to work 
I think the only way the NBA can come back is to have this tournament. They all go to Las Vegas, for instance. Each team stays in a different hotel. And that's the only way to do it. Because then there's arguments like, well, wait a minute, you're going to have all these tests for these players when none of us can even get tested? You know, these uh, athletes are already pampered, million and billionaires. Why do they, you know, be able to come back to work and get easily tested when, you know, some states can't even get tests? This is going to happen with every sport. So for me, the NBA, I think the only way to do it is just to have that tournament. Go ahead and crown a champion. It'll have an asterisk beside it. But uh, I just think it's going to be tough. But I understand, like I said, if I played, you know, say 55 of 82 games. Well, it's interesting, you know, because just recently on Clutch Sports, um, Adrian Wojnarowski, who, you know, is really, we, we got to be honest, Adrian's like the guy when right. it comes to, you know, news and stuff coming out. But apparently, I guess, I guess they, they want to do some poll, okay? And they wanted to ask the players, you know, basically in, in, in so many words, hey, you know, well, how do you feel about coming back? And the players union was just like, well, no, we don't want you to do that, okay? You know, you, you no, absolutely not. Do not do that. And so I guess Adrian kind of took it upon himself. And he went ahead and started tweeting players Okay, and basically in the question it was it was okay, you know, what do you think about coming back? Yes or no? Okay, and so now now it's like wait a minute. Okay, now all of a sudden you know this is this is something that on one end they said they didn't want it done, but on the other end it's like well you know if they if they got the content and the information like we might want to use this. Well, I think, and this is not only sports, but every business. You're on the fine line of health and the economy. Uh, Joe Lacob, for instance, they spend you know, a billion dollars to build a chase center. He can't have basketball games. He can't have concerts. He can't have anything. He's just losing money. You know, in, uh, the networks paid the NBA billions of dollars to be on the air. Do they want their money back because, you know, they're not getting paid? Players have guaranteed contracts. They're going to get paid, you know. So do you ask players for money back? You know, so it, it's just – it's going to be – every business is going to have to make this decision. You know, are the health risk worth coming back and getting this started? Now, sports brings people together. And yeah, when I talked okay. to – it might, you know, be the thing that puts us back on the map. I just don't know how you do it without uh, putting people at risk. And this isn't the flu. You know, if you get this and your body type uh, reacts uh, the wrong way, it can kill you, you know, so yeah, is I, that worth is, it? You know, Mike, this is kind of what I was getting at earlier. I was talking about the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, the players need to consider what's really at risk here. We're not talking about a few hundred million dollars or whatever, or, you know, a championship where you can look and hand to your, your grandchild, great-grandchild, you know, 10, 15 years from now. In other words, people are losing their lives behind this. And it's interesting because – Yahoo Sports had reported that apparently, I guess, Kevin Durant says he's not playing. No, he's done for the year. Yeah, he says he's not going to play. No, no, so that, that, that kind of tells me right there that you basically have lost a, a key cog in the machine. With okay, KD. We got, we got to admit, Kevin Durant is a perennial player. He's, he's one of the, the, the cash cows of the NBA. He's Okay, and if he's not playing – I would imagine this is going to be a domino effect where the other players are going to look at this and think, you know what, 
if Kevin isn't playing, why am I playing? But with Kevin, to just to play devil's advocate, he wasn't going to play much this year anyway. So I think okay. when he's been out the whole year, he's out of shape. He's not going to come back and risk it like he did with the Warriors and get hurt again. So, but at the same time, you know, if, you, if, if it came to me, I said, no, I'm not coming back. I'm not risking my life and my family's life to play sports. All right. Players are going to have to decide that. You know, can owners make players come back and play? I don't think so. Not in this situation. No, so, I don't. I, I agree with you, Mike. I don't. I don't think they can't force him to come back. I think at the no. end of the day, my life is more important than a contract. Okay. Right. And, <laughs> then, and then if say you know, okay, we're going to play a tournament. LeBron says I'm not going to play. You know, so you got the Lakers there with the, your biggest star in the league, and he's not going to play. So, so many things, and this is going to happen with every sport that they're going to have to decide. But because the NBA, I think, is, you know, like I said, played almost two-thirds of their season, they'd like to get a result and crown a champion. So I understand that. But I, like you, was surprised that Steph Curry and that Board of Governors today want to resume the season. You know, I, I just – you're asking for trouble there. You're traveling now all yeah. over on planes, even though they're charters. It's just yeah. – going to different cities, bringing your virus, what you brought. So it's just, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I just uh, and, and I'll tell you something. And I want to, I want to go ahead and, and, and shift gears because I want to talk about the NFL. Cause you talked about that. You talked about all the traveling and everything else. And we were talking earlier about the season and you had brought up the fact that, you know, Gavin Newsom has pretty much shut down the state of California. Okay. Well, much. it looks like LA is now going to stay sheltered in place until August. Okay, see, and that's my point. It's like if you have that going on, okay, to your point, what we had talked about earlier before the show started, it's like, hey, the Niners and the Cardinals, okay, as far as where they're playing is in question now. Am I right? Well, three California teams, if Gavin Newsom decides, well, no, we're not going to have sports. Uh, so, and if the NFL, they're adamant about playing their season. All right, so the talk is the Cardinals and the 49ers do not have a home game on the same uh, Sunday. So the 49ers can move out of state and play in the Cardinals' uh, new stadium, or Cardinals stadium. The two L.A. teams are, have been recommended that maybe they go play in the Raiders' new stadium oh, in Las wait, Vegas. Whoa, now, whoa, you think wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. You're telling Rams? me the same – wait a minute. <laughs> You you see why I'm enjoying this right now. Okay. Well, the same the LA teams. Wait, the city of LA that wouldn't have the Raiders there, it's like you telling me now all of a sudden they're talking about the possibility of them playing in Allegiant Stadium? Well, you mentioned it earlier for a price, and that price <laughs> is going to be absorbent for Mark Davis. Hey, Mark Davis still hey. hasn't forgiven. That's why he moved to Vegas. He wanted to show the NFL, okay, you won't let me in LA? I'll move to Vegas, and I'll be damned if he did. And that stadium looks fabulous. So, so that but would you know be an the thing about that stadium, Mike. The thing, the thing that bothers me about that stadium is because when they first premiered that stadium, you know, they showed pictures of it, and the pictures they showed, it had you know Oakland Raiders premiered on the front of it, and it was nuts. I couldn't believe. It. I thought, okay, you know what? If they put together a stadium that looks like that, yes, that is that is nice. That's going to draw some attention. That's going to bring people to want to go there because it is a nice stadium. But then I looked at some pictures of the finished product, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I don't see the Oakland Raiders on the front of it all. I see Allegiant, okay? And I'm just like, well, wait a minute. What happened to the Oakland Raiders marquee that was supposed to be up there? What happened to that? 
Uh, it'll get up there eventually. Like I say, it's not completely finished. So this is an alternative, though, for these teams. And, and the, I think the NFL of all teams is just pushing this thing like, we're going to start in September. I don't care what anybody says. But you're getting to the same problem. You know, uh, NBA, 15 players per team. NFL, 55. So you get five guys to get the virus. All of a sudden, you got 15 oh, guys in that locker room with that virus. Oh, it, it, there's just no way. Yeah. And I can understand playing with no fans. Like we said, golf and tennis could do that. Yeah. But most great athletic achievements you see are adrenaline-driven from the fans through the players. And without it, like I watched that UFC fight without fans, and I'll have yeah. to say you could hear the fist hit the face a lot better with no fan noise, and you could hear the, the trainers coaching them from the corners. Right. You know, so it was kind of interesting, but – uh, that's not the same thing with football, baseball, or basketball. So I think the NFL, uh, of all sports, you have a problem of this, this running through the locker room. And like I said, you know, you're going to put your life on the line to go, you know. But same thing, they're losing money. They got a billion-dollar contract with all four networks. You know, it's just the economy and the health. Once again, that's a fine line you're going to walk and. I think the question here is which sport is going to come out first. And well, to me, the NBA looks like it would be the first. Okay. Well, you know, to your point about, you know, having, you know, these, you know, games or, or, or contests, if you will, without fans. Um, what was it? I guess the Korean league, the KBO. Yeah. Korean baseball came out and they yeah, played. came out. Right. And they had a game with no fans and you had the situation where I guess the battery came up and they, they threw a pitch and you heard all of a sudden the ball, I guess he hit the ball and the, the announcer who was, you know, basically presenting, you know, what was going on or, or trying to help the listeners understand what was going on. He, first of all, he didn't even know if it was a home run. Okay. Because I guess it went towards the foul line. So that was in question. But then I guess after the ball sailed, they finally realized, okay, yes, this is a home run, okay? And then when they finally found out that it was a home run, it's like you didn't hear anything. And I'm just like, okay, you know what? That sounded very strange to me. I don't know if I can – I mean, and, and to your point, it's like the last time I remember seeing, you know, a Giants game, okay, I, I remember, you know, watching you know, a pitch, you know, to, to you know, you know, Hunter Pence, and he hits this ball, and it's a double, and it was the double when they needed the run, and the crowd is going electric, and I'm thinking, okay, so so, what what does what does the player have? If 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 he if he gets a big big play like that, he's not going to hear the fans. What what's going to make him make him round the bases faster? I mean, I don't I don't understand. Well, the NBA, for instance, if they had that tournament, it'd be like a scrimmage. Every game would be like a scrimmage with no fans. And it's the same thing. And I think they've already had some COVID-19 guys test positive in the Korean Baseball League. And they, the soccer team opened up uh, in Europe somewhere. I think it was Italy. And they also had some players test positive after their first game. So because it's only players coming to the game, but there's still, you know, you got officials. Uh, clock there's you know another 200 people that are going to be in each building to run the clock to do to officials the whole nine yards so 
I just think uh, the NFL with so many teams, so many states to play in, you know, you could have four states that aren't open. You could have California, maybe Florida, maybe, you know, New York, you know, so well, what are those well, going to do? Okay, you know? to your point, i tell you something. I learned today that there's been rumor going around that the SEC is going rogue. That they, they're saying, hey, look, you know what? Regardless of what the rest of the country does, we're playing college football. Well, that's uh, – all right. For instance, California, they just closed down all the California UC schools. Yeah. Not closed them down, but it's going to be online only through the fall semester. Yeah, well, now it right. is not just the UC, also the um, – the uh, state, the state, yeah, state too. San Jose well. State, Fresno State, San Diego State. Right, right. But the problem is, you know, people forget, you know, college football players and all athletes are student athletes. Exactly. Right? So they're going to be online with their classes. And then what? You're going to go practice? Can you practice? What's going to be the rules there? You could get a kid sick in practice. You know, if somebody has it, he's asymptomatic, he could give it to three or four people. You wouldn't even know it until a couple weeks later. And then wow. you've got that issue. So. Uh, a lot of the talk is maybe only play conference games. Don't play, you know, out of conference games so you're not traveling to, you know, other states. So it, there's just the issues of depending on what states are open. You know, you have five states are open and there's NFL teams in all five states. You're going to tell me they got to go find another place to practice, another place to play. And they're going to get that done by September. I, I just don't see it happening. So and college football drives – the finances of most college institutions. So you go a, a whole season without college football at the college level, there's going to be some financial issues. And once again, health and economy that, uh, you know, are going to really be detrimental to the schools. So, and in the NFL, this rookie class will be the slowest developing rookie class ever because of no uh, mini camps, no OTAs, no training camp. You know, so these kids are just going to jump right into the NFL. They'll have a form of training camp, but, you know, normally you get used to it in the off season. Oh, I can play at this level. You see in minicamp and OTAs, then training camp. So that's going to be an issue also. And then when free agency comes up the following year, uh, you know, if you didn't play or you didn't get a chance to show your wares, it's going to hurt a lot of guys' futures uh, for contracts. It's just, it's, it's just blows my mind of how much is involved, not only in sports, but all businesses coming back. You know, so and then now let's move on to baseball. You're listening to Richard Ewing, Mike Schumann on Game Face here on the Believe Network. They're talking about a sh uh, shortened season, 82 games, and uh, the DH will be in the National League and the American. Okay, League. look, I, I look, I, I got to stop here, Mike. Let DH. me just finish this, and you can uh, talk. Uh, 82 he games. They'll have testing every day, and once again, they, you know they're going to have all these tests where you know normal people can't get them. Okay, but Mike, and they're talking about revenue sharing um, because they don't do that normally in baseball. They don't have a salary cap, so a lot of players want nothing to do with revenue sharing. So, okay, with that said, uh, the DH seems to be an issue with you. Yes, I mean, come on, really? Come on, this this has never been in the National League. What the Come on, you, I mean, not to mention the fact that okay, well, interleague play it is. Well, yeah, interleague play, but we don't do interleague play every year. So my no, they do, they do every year. Yeah, they do every year. It, well, okay, so 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 okay, so help me here, help me here. Who's going to be designated hitter for the Giants? Well, they talk about bringing in a certain player for that. I can't remember who it was. Yeah, that's so, my point. Pablo, Pablo could be the DH. 
Well, Pablo's come on. Pablo's kind of up in age, man. He can't DH anymore. Come on. Well, for me, I always thought baseball needs to either go DH everywhere or eliminate it everywhere. I just don't like the fact when you get to the World Series, you're playing two different brands of baseball. Okay, you know what? To your point, yeah. Okay, I could see that. I could see that. And pitchers don't hit anyway, so I, I just think it's more exciting with the DH. Yeah, but see, to your point, Mike, this is what I'm getting at. Okay, one or the other. Don't have me in the middle where or certain instances where all of a sudden the season's three-quarters in, all of a sudden now we're doing this. Okay, and then not to mention, you talk about 82 games. Get to your point about the NBA. What's going to happen to the farm system? How is that going to work out? The G League, you mean? <laughs> no, they, they won't play the G League this year. That'll come back in 2021. But uh, And, you know, if the NBA goes on through June or July, you know, are they going to extend next year's season? You know, are they going to start in October, November again? Well, no, you know, I, was so. about, I was talking about the farm system for MLB. Okay. Oh, for, uh, say, uh, yeah. The, uh, because you only got 82 games. So how are you going to handle that process? I, 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 didn't, I didn't even think about that because now you've got uh, three uh, single A, double A, triple A, and rookie ball. All those players will have to be tested also. You know, are they going to continue to play or do you just shut down minor league baseball this year and only play the 82 major league games? So, and they're talking about having spring training again in June and then getting going hopefully in July. So this is all to be determined with all three of these leagues. But uh, what's happening is they're starting now to look ahead. We've all been sheltered in place. We all have been trying not to, you know, catch the virus and play by the rules. And the the states that didn't, they're they're paying for it, and we're seeing it. And uh, so now when, you know, they're talking about opening up the economy, opening up everything else, it's really the first time all three leagues and all four leagues, hell, National Hockey League, we haven't even talked about, and they just shut down for the season. They, they just, uh, to me, they're the smartest ones. But uh, so now they're all thinking about, okay, now what do we do going forward? You know, you'd almost rather be like the Warriors or hockey where your season was basically over anyway. So it was an easy decision. Baseball right. and the NFL now, that's a tough decision for them to make. And if, say, I go back and play for the 49ers, I get COVID. Can I sue the 49ers? Exactly. And, you know, your point, and they're going to make them all sign waivers. Okay. To your point, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. Because now you're looking at the fact that, you know, if somebody takes that virus home, if one of those players, a receiver, running back, defensive back, goes home, gives that virus to a family member, it's like now all of a sudden, you know, because the NFL wanted to move forward and wanted to push the idea of playing, it's like, wait a minute, who's going to pay for that? And if there is an underlying lawsuit, are they going to cover it? Because really, at the end of the day, in my opinion, these are about these franchises really at the end of the day just being greedy. Because you look at a country like New Zealand, okay, who has just flattened the curve. They're totally flat. They don't, they don't deal with coronavirus right now, okay? And one of the reasons why is because, and I don't want to get political here, but one of the reasons why is because the people inside that country, they really trusted their leaders. The leaders told them to stay inside. Don't do, don't come out. Don't do, cover your face. Do whatever you need to do to make sure you don't get it. And they did that. And now they have a totally flattened curve. Okay. In this country, they're, they're saying, hey, you know what? Billions, billions. We're losing money. We're losing money. Hey, you know what? It wouldn't be a bad idea 
but you lose money for one season just so people stay alive. I don't. And I don't, they can all afford it. Yeah, they can. Yeah, exactly. It's not like it's not like the owner Jerry Jones. If he doesn't get paid revenue this year, it's not like he's going to be in the poorhouse. He's not. Right. Okay. So well, that's part of the problem too, because fans are fifty percent of revenue for a lot of these franchises, you know, and, and these leagues. So playing without fans, it's almost like defeating the purpose of coming back to make your money, you know. So, uh, but I agree with you. It's just uh, I would hate to be in the position of having to make that decision. And I've read where a lot of the leagues are going to have the players sign waivers that they can come back and sue the owners you know if they were to catch COVID-19 which makes no sense it's like no so uh, you what you're not going to protect me oh yeah we'll test you but I can't guarantee that you're not going to catch COVID-19 and that so, makes me not want to come back not worth it. that makes me not want to come back yeah. right there right so it's just uh boy a lot of decisions to be made and this is why Adam Silver Roger Goodell uh you know and Manfred all get paid the big bucks to be commissioners and I think, like you said, a little of it is greed because they all see how much money they're losing. And but there's so many less fortunate people out there, you know, that, uh, yeah, it'd be great to have sports again. I'm tired of watching old games where I already know what the result is. But uh, you've got it. It's just health and economy is going to be the big question here for the next uh, six months. I mean, I think 2020 is a wash, if you ask me. I do too. But to your point about watching old shows, let me ask you, have you watched a documentary on The Last Dance? Yes, I have, because okay. there's nothing else on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And it's it's number one right now. Of course it, it is. Just, it, it just overtook, what was it, Tiger King, that other, I don't yeah. know. Well, okay. it's the only sports that's fresh for us, even though it's an old story. But right. we got to see Michael Jordan open up and uh, – Turns out he wasn't the nicest guy in the world. Well, <laughs> this is the other thing. The other thing that bothers me about that is that I've heard a lot of different responses concerning the way he was with players, with people, uh, coaches, whatever. Him and Steve Kerr got into a physical altercation. Right. Uh, but one of the things that bothers me about a lot of people from the outside looking in, I've heard different local you know, uh, individuals give me their take and say, well, you know what, Mike was a jerk. He was this, he was that. But the one of the things that, that's interesting about it the one person that they interviewed who didn't say that about him, and don't get me wrong, there was a couple more, but there was something that was more insightful was Kobe Bryant. And you know what was interesting about what Kobe Bryant had to say and why he said what he had to say? It was because when you compare the other individuals who are on the outside looking into the mind of Michael Jordan, okay, one of the things that people forget Michael Jordan was after something that the rest of these individuals just didn't think about, didn't care about, and probably never thought they could reach, okay? Michael Jordan was after excellence. That's what he was after, okay? And when you're after excellence, and you have people around you who don't care about it, don't know about it, haven't considered it, and then probably thought, ah, you know, yeah, that might happen, I'm not sure, you kind of get to a point where you start alienating yourself from people. And that's kind of what was going on. But when Kobe Bryant picked the mind of Michael Jordan, okay, much different response. It was a response of Kobe wanting to listen, Kobe wanting to hear Michael's mind, 
Kobe wanted to take in what Michael had to tell him. And you know why? Because, because Kobe Bryant was the thing Michael Jordan was after. He was after excellence. So that's the reason why whenever Kobe listened to Mike, you didn't hear no, oh, well, you're just this, you're just that. No, 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 no. Hey, Kobe was all ears, okay? Because Kobe wanted what Jordan had, okay? He wanted that excellence. And he was willing to sit down and listen to it to get it, okay? And he almost did. Guess what? People called Kobe Bryant a jerk, too. They did. They said, oh, he's just a, a guy that's just over-competitive. And this and that. But he was after the same thing Mike was. And that's the reason why the two of them gelled. And the rest of the teammates that he had to deal with, they kind of had these different ideas and, and different, you know, views of him. Well, every athlete is trying to achieve excellence at the pro level. You know, Michael just took it to a, a higher level. You know, so like when they asked B.J. Armstrong, is he a nice guy? B.J. could not say yes. <laughs> it, was, it was comical to watch him try to do it. All right, buddy, we've kind of uh, already burned up our time here. So okay. uh, you can check us out, though. Uh, was it Sunday night, Game Face? Sunday night. Yeah, so uh, Richard Ewing and Mike Schumann, and uh, it's good to be back together, buddy, and stay safe. Okay, by the way, that is the shoe, and I am the razor. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.